Hey Jackson, how's it going, man? It's going so well, Rob. How it's are you today? So, I'm doing well. It's it's August. We're on our eighth book, and football starting. That's uh, summer's over, man. Hey, even preseason football, I'm excited for it. It's just <laughs> fun to watch guys get out there. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I truly enjoy this time of year. I was like, summer went way too fast for me, man. Uh, so I'm just like. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? You got two weeks. Make the most of it. Taking two weeks. I only got two weeks left of summer. Well, to Labor Day, I guess you have until the equinox if you want to be like that, man. <laughs> God. All right, this is enough about summer, but this is books, beer, and networking. This is episode number eight, and this book is um, was picked out by Jackson. It is the E Myth Revisited by Michael Gruber. You picked this book out. Why? I did. Um, so I this book is very, very special to me, Rob. Um, about five years, four years ago, um, I was having a conversation with one of my managers at my corporate job, and I said, you know, I just really – I had a pretty good relationship with him, so I felt comfortable sharing some of this stuff. I'm like, I, I just don't really feel fulfilled in my role, and I'm really thinking about opening a business, and I think that would be a good idea to own my own business. And he had – in a past life, looked at maybe doing professional speaking, and someone had given him the e-myth, and he learned about everything that goes into building your business, your branding, um, delegating, building systems, and he quickly decided because of this book that starting a business wasn't for him, and he was very, very happy with where, where he was. Um, so he gave me this book, and I think the the idea was this should scare Jackson away from actually <laughs> doing anything crazy like this. Well, to keep you around, um, huh? Right, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Read this um, book. You're not leaving anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to be fully transparent, when I, when I first read this book about four years ago, it was not an easy read for me. I wasn't familiar with all the verbiage and the processes that are in this book, so it took me a little longer to get through it. But after I was done, I went back in his office and I slid it across his desk and he said, well, what'd you think? And I said, I'm sorry, this didn't work. I still want to do it. And um, getting some of that insight, Rob, about the risk and the reward, you know, the, the entrepreneur, the business owner has, you know, they, they, they sweat, but then they have the parade thrown for them and they have the ability to make an impact on people's lives, on the community. And I just really, it really resonated me with me as far as, you know, if I'm going to work 50, 60, sometimes 70 hours a week, I want it to be doing the things that I want to do. And I want it to be doing things that I feel are going to make an impact and leave a legacy that's positive. And um, so this book really laid the groundwork of, okay, not only is this a good fit, but you can't just jump off a jump off a cliff and build the plane. You know, there might be some value in, in thinking ahead. And one of the things he talks a lot about in this book is working on your business versus in your business. So you want to run with a little bit of uh, what that has meant to you? Almost definitely. And I see this all the time um, when I'm out visiting other businesses and talking with them. And, you know, working on your business, that's that high-level thinking. Working in your business is doing all those little things that – how do you put them, those uh, $10 an hour action <laughs> items, mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. things that you would pay someone to do that you're doing, that's working in your business. And I, someone put it, be, put it to me in a way, it was like, um, if you're cutting your grass, you're a lawn care. If you're doing gardening, you're a landscaper. I mean, some people enjoy those things. I enjoy those things. It's, but it goes along in your business. If you're out there taking reception calls, well, now you're, you're a receptionist, you're not a business owner. You're working in your business. Working on your business is being, having those systems and those operations 
tied in and in place so you can put people in there to do that so you can look at what's going on in your business and also where you're going. Um, if you're taking falls, calls at the front desk, it's really hard to you know put a, a two- or three-year plan out there if uh, all you're doing is taking calls all day or if you're doing accounting or if you're doing all these other things. And I see a lot of businesses, you know, even today is like they, they – and I, I'm guilty of this too – is losing control of what you have within that business by giving things away to other people. They may not be able to do them exactly like you're going to do them, but when I, if I remember correctly, when I was in school, eighty percent was pretty damn good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you know I'll take that all day. You know the other twenty percent, you know okay. And I, I love th- this whole story. If you haven't read it, this book is written as a parable. So this is you know very similar to the Alchemist. Um, we haven't read the goal, but the goal is set up like that too, where it's it's a made up story that has a lot of real world action items in it. And one of my favorite parts is toward the end of the book, Rob, where there's those, I think it's two brothers and they're starting a business and they sit down and draw out the 14 different roles of the business. And, you know, in a, in a world like mine where I'm, I'm the principal and the receptionist and the lawn care person for elevated insurance, I'm filling my name in, in all those roles. And in the book they go through, okay, well, we obviously can't, like we have two people, so let's split this up and let's try and balance the workload correctly. But I feel like I've been at a huge advantage in my business because from the from Jump Street, when I was going into it, I looked at all those roles and said, you know, I have to be this guy at the beginning. I, my name's got to be in every circle. But since I'm aware of how a business is structured correctly, as I'm moving forward, I can start to identify those, those $10 an hour jobs, right? Like I shouldn't be scrubbing my email list. I probably shouldn't be the sole per, like maybe I want to be in charge of the overall messaging of my social media, but should I necessarily be the one who's, you know, there Sunday, 11 PM getting stuff ready for the next month and posting it on buffer? Maybe yes, maybe no. But because of this book, it's helped me to understand that that's a role I've chosen and can be outsourced. Not that's part of owning an insurance agency. Right. And I get that. And sometimes when you're starting off in your business, you have to do all those things. So it's it's not something that, um, you know, something that you, you know, want to do or have to do. But at the beginning, sometimes you have to do all that. If you don't have the capital to, you know, farm those jobs out, well, until you do, you are. And, and you know, I don't want to give too many hints to you budding insurance principles out there. <laughs> um, but anyone who's, who's in, you know, a solopreneur role, um, or, or is thinking about starting there and wants to grow the business, this book has been really, really helpful for me to be thinking ahead and say, okay, when a call comes in or you know something comes in from the website and someone wants insurance, I know what to do because I've done this hundreds and hundreds of times over the past two and a half years, but would someone on the first day know what to do? So it's encouraging me, and you know maybe you don't want to make it specific to a piece of software, but understanding that process of when someone comes in, this is how we collect their information. We set an appointment to talk with them in the, in the appointment. We, we learn a little bit about them and then we go through the insurance policy as if they have no idea what they're buying. Cause hint, most people have no idea what they're buying. Right. So we explain the policy plenty of times. Um, do you have any questions is interjected in there after we get to the end, this is the pricing. This is how the payment would work. Is this something you can make a decision on today, or is this something that you want to schedule a time to regroup in? We go from there and we complete the sale, or we say, "Hey, you have good coverage where you are. 
we'll still donate $10 to a for purpose. And uh, we're here if your friends, family are down the road, if you need us. And, and as I've, as I've read this book, it's really got me thinking about when I'm ready to scale up. And instead of my name being in all 14 circles, maybe now my name's just in 11 circles. Um, <laughs> you know, what I, I'm writing down tasks and processes in those other bubbles so that when that person shows up on their first day, it's not, well, just watch me and see what I do, but I can hand them, um, you know, a Word doc or a link or whatever and say, let me know what questions you have, but this should get you started. And um, I personally feel like it's it's almost like, you know, in, in Mario Kart, you get those mushrooms and, and get a, a big burst of speed. I feel like this has been really great for helping to plan for the future. That's awesome. And you need stuff like this, in you, you know, in your life every once in a while, just kind of remember you where you're at so you don't get... You don't get caught in that 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 uh, I want to say that that repetition of you know just seeing things through your eyes and your lenses, own lenses, and being able to get out there and and you know read books like the the E Myth and some of the other ones that we're reading to really open your eyes up to see what's out there and have that discussion with other people. I know even before we started recording this, we had a really good discussion about a lot of different things. We could have been a whole separate podcast. <laughs> Should have, should have had that. Maybe should, we should we can title it vulnerability, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in Robin Jackson's world? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that has not been recorded. <laughs> but um, I, I, I do want to just um, whatever the opposite of preference is, because this is at the end of our, our podcast here. But the second reading through the emeth, looking at this through the eyes of a real solopreneur now and and living this world. I read this thing so fast. It was so helpful, so enlightening, and it was fun. And this is not a book that I would pitch to people as fun, but now that I've read it and I have the experience of a business owner and not a quote unquote civilian, sure. um, I have, I have different eyes on this. So if it's, if, if you haven't read this book or it's been a while since you've read it and you're in a business or in a decision-making capacity in your work role, definitely worth picking up again, in my opinion. Oh, most definitely. You know, go through it. Even if you read it five years ago and you pick it up again, you know, it's always always good to review and, you know, you're in a different place in your, your life right now than you were back then. You might pick up a couple of things that you didn't last time too, so. And you know what's great about this? Even if you say, hey, Rob, Jackson, maybe you're right. I just don't want to read another book. You don't have to. Just show up. Just show up. We have... I don't want to say a lot because that's not the case, but I would say at least 25% of our attendees to beer books and networking. When we meet on that last Thursday of the month and talk about the book at um, Bar Louie in Brookfield, uh, you know, about a quarter of the people haven't had a chance to read it and they get a lot out of it. They, they ask questions and they can answer questions from their own life experience. Um, I think a lot of people who haven't read the book have ended up going back and, and picking it up just to see what we were talking about. Sure. I've seen, seen it happen quite a bit too. It's like, oh, I have to go back and get this book, you know, mm-hmm. based off the conversation that they had. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I've got books like that too. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to, you know, take a look at this again or put that on my, my in my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so we, you know, we have uh, our next uh, beer book and networking event coming up. Um, on the 29th, 29th, so August 29th. Yep. Three coming o'clock. up pretty shortly, three o'clock. Um, Bar Louie. Bar Louie Brookfield. So, um, and we're reading crushing it by Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. And I, this is, I, I've seen Gary V in like, you know, my Twitter or not Twitter feed in my LinkedIn feed and stuff like that. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun reading this book. I'm not finished with it yet and I don't want to comment too much on it, but it's a fast read. It's fun. And, um, the back half is all technical strategy, which for me, someone who leverages LinkedIn, Facebook, now on Instagram, um, <laughs> it, it's really been enlightening to, to kind of 
um, get a better feel for what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't want to get too deep into it until sure. the next one. So yeah, no doubt. All right. So guys, uh, check us out on Facebook, um, Instagram, I'm out there as well. Check out the Facebook or the Facebook page. And, um, we've already had quite a few people sign up for this month. So um, we'll see you on, uh, August 29th, 3 p.m. <laughs> doing bar, bar Louie. Come by, stop, have a beer, hang out with some cool people. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, thanks, Rob. Cheers.